Are you hiring? Do you know where to post your job so that you can find the best candidates? With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100 plus job sites with just one click. Then their powerful technology takes over. It officially matches the right people to your job better than anyone else. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. Right now, try ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash first cut. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash first cut. One more time, try it for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash first cut. Back here on the First Cut Podcast with Kyle Porter, Chip Patterson, Kyle Porter. Uh, we are still recovering from the Open Championship from Jordan Spieth's epic win. I uh, want to, before we get out of here, uh, touch on some stuff that you wrote, Kyle, because the the takes aren't going to stop, right? Like, no. Like it's, uh, we've got the, we've got all the different comparisons and you, you started to line them up, uh, where Jordan is against the, the tiger, the Jack, like how much, how much are you seeing from the golf community in terms of, uh, is it like, is it already time for people to put up like the hold on, wait a minute, caution sign on the excitement? of Jordan being able to uh, to drink out of that claret jug? Well, here's the thing, Chip. I, I almost feel like it's gone too far the other way in recent years. Like everybody's so reticent to throw the Tiger comparison out there that when somebody is sort of historically keeping pace with him, like, like Spieth is at the same age, that it's like, oh, well, we can't compare him to Tiger. We can't compare anybody to Tiger. And it's like, well... Maybe, but they're, I don't know. Like, what, what is this going to look like in 10 years? And, I, I, you know, I, I, so it's almost, it's almost interesting. It's almost like people are scared to like throw the tiger comp out there when this is actually a case in which it sort of applies based on what Spieth is doing. And, and I think the most interesting part out of, out of everything that has gone on is the fact that when you look at Jordan Spieth and what he does well, and 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 sort of like look at the his future trajectory he has what i would call i mean he, he has a repeatable swing it's not a tiger-like swing to where you're like wow is that guy gonna even be able to take it back when he's 36 you know and and, and so i feel like in a lot of ways speed is built better for the long term than tiger he's not as physically gifted or impressive but he's built for a 25-year career sort of like a phil mickelson so I don't know. I, I I'm not I'm not scared of the Tiger comp. I, I think it's actually there's actually a conversation to be had around it. I'm curious. I wanted to ask you this because as somebody who sort of um, you know is not following golf on the on the day to day, but but sees a lot of this other stuff. So 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 Spieth is keeping pace with Tiger in terms of age. He's got three majors before he turned 24. Tiger only had two. But in terms of actual majors played, Spieth won three of his first 18 as a professional. Tiger won six of his first 18. Which which uh, of those things do you value more? Do you think is more uh, Im- impressive? Or, or just when you look at them, you're like, well, yeah, the age thing. I, I, I'm just curious to get your thoughts on that. Tiger's is more impressive to me because of uh, Jordan Spieth coming along after 
Uh, Jordan Spieth winning his first major after Rory's 2014 hot streak seemed like he was adding his name to a new generation. Tiger Woods's six and 18 start was the generation. Like it was ripping up the game of golf and throwing it out there. I mean, we're not going to be talking about Spieth proofing courses, you know? Yeah, that's true. I'm just curious if you like how much do you value the age thing? Because and I guess what I'm getting at here is Tiger played three years at Stanford before he turned professional. Spieth only played one year at Texas before he turned pro. So it's like it's sort of like we discount the age thing because we're like, well, we'll wait till, you know, Spieth play, you know, Spieth didn't win as many of his first 18 majors as Tiger did. But also like he was young, he was younger and he was still learning at a time when he was learning on the professional level while Tiger was still in college oh, uh, yeah, kind of yeah. honing his game. Do you, do you see what I'm saying there? Yeah, I see. But it's um, it'll it'll play itself out, and especially with the fact that uh, what we talked about in the the Open Championship recap is that there's just so many of the there's there's so many more of those majors too where uh, where Jordan Speed didn't win. But he was like playing good enough golf that uh, a few different strokes, a few different breaks go one way or another, and and maybe that could have been uh, like an an historically incredible uh, first set of major championship performances, and and already is obviously on with the pace. I I think that the even even though Tiger Woods had the extra experience at Stanford, um, just. Like from from a golf fan's perspective, I think the fact that he just came in, uh, ripped it up, and made everybody else start from scratch, it to me was more impressive. I, I think so. I, I think I'm with you. I think I agree with that. I, I just think that people sometimes discount the age thing and and only look at tournaments won per tournaments played, and it's like, well, Spieth was also playing in majors when he was like 19. Right. You know, um, he played, he played in the open when he was 19 after he won the John Deere. So did he, did I, he turn pro after being low amateur at the, at the open? No, he turned pro. I believe it was the fall of his sophomore year Wow. after, after he turned 19 in July and then, and then turned pro that fall got into a couple tournaments at the beginning of of the next spring. I think he missed the cut at Torrey Pines and then finished second at Puerto Rico, played well at the Valspar, ended up winning the John Deere and then played in the open as a 19 year old. So I, I just think it is, um, I don't know, like I'm curious the way to, to see how Spieth's career plays out. I think that people are just so hesitant to like compare him to Tiger and, and he is pretty hesitant, but it's, it's also like, statistically like kind it's kind of a a fair comparison like at the same age so i don't know who knows tiger was ridiculous in his mid-20s to his late 20s he won just so many times and and i'm not saying that jordan spieth is as good as tiger woods but i am saying that he he we could be watching one of the 10 best careers of all time and it's just it's hard to to kind of decipher that as you're as it's unfolding in front of you yeah it's because uh jordan spieth's soul is 45 and his hairline might be about (laughs) the same age how about this stat i I dug this stat up first 113 uh, uh, tournaments as a professional so for first 113 excuse me pga tour tournaments as a professional 
Uh, Jordan Spieth, 11 wins, three majors. Rory McIlroy, 11 wins, four majors. Mm. So I, I think that that is more the um, sort of, I, I guess, trajectory that Spieth is on. But also, like, I, I know people get, like, upset with me when I say this, but the, those two guys are playing in a more competitive era than Tiger played in. Like, it's just it's just factual. Like it's just, a, it's just a, you look at, you look at trends in history. You look, you look at the history of capitalism and, and there's never been a case in, in the history of capitalism when an industry has not gotten more competitive as more money comes in. And, and that, that's something that Tiger introduced. Tiger's iconic because of that, but he's also created a more competitive marketplace. And so I think that if anybody wins 10 major, double digit majors in this era, that is, that's outrageous. I mean, and, and I don't know if either of those guys will do that, but uh, they're both kind of on that pace right now. So I, I, I'm interested to see how all that plays out. Kyle Porter brings you philosophy with Occam's razor and he brings you economics with the capitalism marketplace. Damn straight. <laughs> start, start dropping some Adam Smith quotes up in here. <laughs> um, the like, I, I think that it is far more interesting, uh, or not interesting, but it is exciting because I can invest in the present uh, to watch the alpha dog, uh, Rory McIlroy, Jordan Spieth, uh, continue to track those lines. And by the way, like with, this is all coming up because um, Kyle has written, obviously, a lot this week, and he's got some fancy graphs in there. Uh, you can see uh, the way that Roy McIlroy, Jordan Spieth, Jack Nicholas, you know, the way that all these different arcs look against each other. But the fact, like, chasing ghosts is so tough uh, for analysis, and it's so tough for everything else. It's just so much more fun to look at what you just mentioned right there with Roy McIlroy and Jordan Spieth. Like, I, my juices get going more about that because we have these opportunities where we're going to get to see them together at a time when, like, we've got to say they both are at their peak powers at about the same time. Yeah, and, and I think – I wrote about this at the 2015 PGA. They were paired together. Um, they shot the same score in the first round, did it in completely different ways, but they are such great um, sort of foils for one another because – their games are opposite. Rory's is Rory's game sizzles and sparks, and Spieth just kind of you know plods along and scrapes it around, and is just like, oh my gosh, like he's how's this guy scoring and whatever. But also, the personalities are very different as well. Rory is in his personal life, I think, much more um, laid back, and and he he's he's talked about this. He's not super competitive if he's playing pool or poker or whatever with his buddies. Uh, but Spieth, I, I think, is a little bit the opposite. He's kind of, I think, he's kind of wound up, like in his personal life, a little bit. And I, I don't mean that nefariously. I'm, I'm, I, I, I think that's a, a fine characteristic. I just think they have opposite personalities. I think Spieth is playing, you know, pool basketball against his buddies. I think he, I think he's going for the jugular. Like I think he wants to take him down. So I, I'm just their games and their personalities. I think kind of juxtapose one another, and it creates uh, what I hope is a narrative that plays out for the next decade of, of fighting for kind of that alpha status uh, in professional golf. All right, before, uh, by the way, Tiger Woods, before we get to the Can- Canadian Opium, that's one of my favorite Tiger Woods shots of all time. Isn't it oh, from yeah. Fairway Bunker and he sticks it? Is that right? It's, it's a joke. He It was like 240, uh, six iron out of, out of the bunker to a tucked pin over water. <laughs> yeah. 
It was, it was, yeah, it was outrageous. He, he, there was a great interview with him. He said, well, I mean, I didn't hit the green. He was like on the French, like nine feet away. He's like, oh, I didn't hit the green. It wasn't that great of a shot. It's like, come on, Tiger. Love that shot. Uh, are you hiring? Do you know where to find the best candidates? Well, there is one place that can help you because they get the candidates and bring them to you. That's right. Talking about ZipRecruiter. Because at ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites with just one click. Then their powerful technology efficiently matches the right people to your job better than anyone else. See, that's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike those other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. In fact, over 80%, 80% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. So find out today... Why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. Right now, our listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right. You get to post a job for free. No fee. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash first cut. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash first cut. Businesses of all sizes can benefit from this. One more time. Try it for free today. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash first cut. All right. Um, the, where, as we get into the Canadian open, uh, a field that is headlined by Dustin Johnson, where in your mind is Dustin Johnson starting to fall into this, uh, this big picture of golf? Uh, let's say from like, let's bracket 2014, 2013, 2014 to now and sort of looking ahead into the next couple seasons. Um, you know, has, has your opinion of the, where DJ sits in, in the alpha dog discussion changed from, let's say when we started this podcast back in March or April? No, not, not really. I, I, I think the only thing that sort of changed in my mind is, is I think it's easy to forget that Jordan Spieth is 10 years younger than Dustin Johnson, um, which is just again, hairline. This is all about hairline and old soul. <laughs> it's true. But so, so I think we, we've talked a lot about Rory and Spieth post um, open championship. And I, and I think the reason for that is you forget how young those guys are. And, and so I'm looking at, I, I'm trying to take a broader scope at like, projecting out 10, 15, 20 years from now. And, and I think that, but, but if you, if you narrow that, if you focus on just this year, the next three years or the next five years, then DJ is obviously right there. Like he, he's not, he's not been quite like, it's almost like he got n- knocked off the track a little bit when he fell down those stairs at Augusta and he hasn't quite been able to find the, the groove again, Absolutely. but, um, I mean, uh, We'll get to this in a minute, but he—he's my pick to win this week at 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 uh, Glen Abbey, and I, and I think that, uh, you know, Chip, I—I I don't want to focus too much on the majors, but like I keep looking ahead to Quail Hollow, and it's like that thing is going to be a just a boat race, like between Rory and Speed. This place is DJ. I think will play really well at. I think John Rom will just feast on that course, and I don't know. I mean, DJ could certainly kind of reinsert himself into this conversation that gets overtaken by whoever the the most recent major champion is that's uh that would be like a a uh sliding in with that pga championship win to change the narrative is like jason day in 2015 yeah totally i I mean and and jason day is another guy that i i don't think he's gonna win the pga championship but 
all these guys with one major can sort of separate themselves from all the other guys with one. What if Brooks Kepka wins a PGA championship? Then, then how do we, how do we have to talk, talk about him? So, it, it, you know, Spieth and Rory are out in front, but there's a number of guys that could catch them. But ultimately I, I don't think actually will. What's uh, uh, but before we get into the field here, uh, Brooks Kepka not in the mix. I like your so Brooks Kepka has the best record as the best score to par in the three majors uh, combined right now. Kevin Kisner, my man, is down there with uh, with the honor of being the furthest from par in all the majors. Yeah, I did this. I do this every year. I, I like looking at the aggregate for all the the guys that make the cut at all four majors. A couple years ago, I think I think it was Jason Duffner was like thirty. 30- five over at the four majors but he made the cut in all four. I, I love that that kind of statistical anomaly where you were good enough to make the cut but you were kind of kind of sucked on the weekend at all these major right. features I, I think that's a i don't know i think that's kind of a, a a funny like outlier there but yeah i mean the usual suspects at the top with with kepka and sergio and uh, and Jordan Spieth all in the top five. Obviously, the the three major winners so far. Ricky Fowler's up there. Charlie Hoffman was up there as well. So, kind of a, a fun thing to look at to see who's kind of been the most uh, consistent at the majors so far. Was there anybody that was on that list that maybe surprised you in terms of your didn't didn't even remember that they'd made the cut or didn't think that they had played that well? Um, hold on just a second. Is it? Uh, let's see. It the the Ke- seeing Kevin Kisner and the uh, the anomaly was it made me it made me lol for sure. All there right. was uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick was on there. That was the one that I was like, oh, he he made the cut at all three. I didn't remember that. Wiesberger, down yeah, Burn Wiesberger's eleven over. Russell Henley's Strick three under. Yeah, twenty five straight cuts made at major championships. Strong. Um. Yeah, I all right. Well, I think I think that Matt Kuchar at nineteen under, you know, pretty this, good. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's been a good season for him. Yeah, no, I know. I what what did did you actually give your take about whether you think he's gonna? You did. Did you say he's gonna win a major or no? I think that I uh, I said he, no. I, I think I fell back to zero at point five, but yeah. uh, I said I'm rooting for one, and there is no over under high enough for how many uh champions tour majors he's gonna win oh my gosh like double digits (laughs) (laughs) that guy is gonna win the u.s senior open six years in a row yeah either that or bernard longer winning it at like the age of 87 or something it's gonna be just just a shootout between those guys for the next 30 years um yeah i i don't know it's hard like that's and that's something that it's a lesson i've taken from you like it's, it's hard to win a major you know, you, yeah. you can be really, really good for a long time. Matt Kuchar, 19 under uh, across all three. Like having Hideki at 15 makes sense because I feel like Hideki has always been like, like I felt all season Hideki has been, you know, sitting around and striking distance and you know, he gets up to number two in the world and you know the, the, uh, the, the ceiling for Hideki is, you know, we – like we can't even like how many majors do you, do you think Hideki Matsuyama will win a major? I was just workshopping a take in my head in which Hideki does not win a major and in which I was going to reference him as the kind of a rich man's Patrick Reed. 
Um, he's 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 got more. He's all at least he's got top ten finishes. <laughs> yeah, in majors, we, Patrick Reed we, done. <laughs> it's a, that's an unbelievable stat. Um, I I, I think you will. Here's the thing, and 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 this is something that sort of applies to Kucher as well. Is like you have to play great to win a major, but you also you got to get lucky and and I don't even mean like getting good breaks you have to play great in a week in which someone doesn't play historically great and so it's like Phil should have like eight majors right yeah but he played really well in the wrong weeks you know like he he played really well when Henrik Stinson has literally like the the greatest major performance of all time and you're like well I I don't even know what to do with that because that's you basically won, but you did. You don't have the trophy, and so it, 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 there's so much, so many variables involved in in winning these these tournaments. And I, I I think Hideki's good enough to do it, but I don't know. Like Hideki could be Lee Westwood. Yeah, Fowler could be Lee Westwood. Ooh, or Sergio. Fowler could be Sergio, where he wins it when he's like 37. Yeah. Like he, like he has, he has a great little run and a, a peak with a, a good amount of wins. He's got to retool his game in like five to ten years, and then he comes back and finally gets on another hot streak. Yeah, I mean, and guess what? Like that's a great career. Yeah. You know, like Sergio has had a great career. He's won double digit times PGA Tour, a ton in Europe, all over the world. Won a match. I mean, he, he's. He's had a, I don't know if he'll end up in the Hall of Fame, but he's had a Hall of Fame-like career. Um, but uh, we we were ruined, again, by Tiger, but also ruined a little bit by like what Spieth and Rory have done. And and that's when three and, and uh, four majors, respectively. Like, that's not common. Like, that doesn't happen. Um, and so the Justin, Rose, Justin Roses and Sergio's and Adam Scott's get sort of like discounted because of that. Um, all right, let's 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 get into... The Canadian Open. What do we know? Uh, like, when you're looking at this field, you see Dustin Johnson. You mentioned him as your pick to win. Uh, what's What do you like particularly about him and this course that gives you the confidence that he's going to be – that to make him the pick? I mean, because he's the odds-on favorite. He's the best player in the field. Um, what makes you think that he's going to be able to, to get it done? Well – there, there's two things. He, he's played well at this course in the past. He's finished runner-up twice. So so the Canadian Open moves around a lot, but it's most often at Glen Abbey. Um, and he's finished runner-up twice here. And also, like, I just – I think that sometimes these guys that are stars and have so many obligations during major weeks are able to sort of unwind in the week after and just let go and just, play, and just play golf. And, and so that's a little bit of what I'm – uh, banking on with with DJ this week, and he's just by, by far the best player in the field. You know, like it's yeah. it's not even close. You know, Kucher's up there, but you would take DJ over Kucher ninety nine times out of a hundred. So, um, and the hundredth would be when he falls down the stairs at Augusta. So, I you know it, it's not necessarily a, a a course fit, although he's played well there. I'm just I'm just going with talent this week. What about uh, what are the expectations for Matt Kucher here and uh, in a spot? where he is obviously uh, going to have a lot of uh, emotions. He's got the, the travel back. He's got, uh, you know, just a, he's the second on the odds list. He, he is considered on some levels some kind of favorite. 
Yeah, you know, I, I was listening to uh, the Fried Egg podcast with uh, Andy Johnson and DJ Pihowski and Tron Carter, and and they were talking about how they they kind of want to see Kucher just like run off like two tournaments in seven tries or th- three in eleven or you know something like that. Just kind of just kind of start banging out some tournaments. Um, and I think that that's a legitimate expectation for somebody who's playing who's 19 under at the majors this year, right? Right. And, and so the, the exception to the thing that I mentioned earlier about how stars sort of unwind the week after a major is if you're in contention, you're, you're sort of drained. Like I would not bet on Jordan Spieth winning any golf tournament this week because it takes so much out of you. But Kuchar, I feel like it sort of exists like outside of that a little bit. Like he doesn't really get too emotionally wound up in any tournament. And so I, I almost feel like he won't be as affected as somebody else would be by the emotions that go on in, in finishing second at a major. So I just I just think with the way he's playing this year, I, it's pretty easy to see him uh, you know, playing well and, and winning it at uh, Glen Abbey. There is a uh, there was a conversation that you brought up uh, that I want to recycle. The rookie of the year conversation. Um, oh yeah, it's Xander. Awesome. All right, X Man, Xander Schofelli, Wesley Bryan, and somebody who'll be in the field this week, Mackenzie Hughes. Mm. Big week for Mackenzie Hughes. Yeah, sixty-two year uh, drought for Canadians at the Canadian Open. Right. Yeah, not not great. Um, I gotta look at. I gotta pull up the stats. Let's see if this is uh, okay. Yeah, we got it right here. Z- Xander, I I think is is probably the leader right now. Um, 27th in the FedEx cup, man, him and him and Wesley are both right there. I, it, it's easier to, to sort of tab Xander because he's done it more recently and he's done it in the majors or at the U S open. Right. And he's done it at the major. That's a good point. He's, he's 27th FedEx cup. Wesley's 22nd. And then, wow, McKenzie used 26. I didn't realize that. Um, Wesley's got five top tens. Xander's got three. It's going to be a fun race. You know, I, I think it's easy to forget that Wesley's a rookie because he was such a kind of big name on the, on the web.com. Um, but you kind of, I, I mean, Xander's probably the favorite right now. Don't you think? Yeah. Xander's the favorite. I think this is a good opportunity, uh, for McKenzie given, uh, he's from Ontario. Um, let's see. You got three top 20s he's currently top 10 and strokes gained on the tour uh man i i think that there's uh there's an opportunity for him to to make some noise that's like you know, as we're going into the canadian open you were trying to give these people some 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 great picks but i, I would also say that i'm all, always rooting for stories and so that's why uh i'll, I'll go let's see what we'll see what mckenzie's odds are right now you know you know what is kind of a kind of a sneaky guy on this list I, by the way i didn't know thomas peters was a uh was a rookie i guess this is his first like full year on the pga tour sneaky guy on this list 70th 70th in the fedex cup he's only played seven times but he's got two top tens is patrick cantlay mm. he he let's say he goes i think he's in the field this week he, he is in the w- field this week he's one of the favorites yeah he goes out and wins this week then all of a sudden he's got eight starts with three top tens and a win. I mean, you, you kind of have to start looking at him a little bit, although he's not, I mean, with Xander, like having top, I think he was top 20 at the open top 10 at the, at the U S open. That, that's pretty stout. I mean, for a rookie, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. 
Um, all right. So Patrick Cantlay actually has 33 to one odds behind uh, Charlie Hoffman, Tony Finau, Bubba Watson. So people are, people are vibing with Patrick Cantlay right here. What's your top 10 lock? My top 10 lock is Tony Finau. I, I think I mentioned this on the podcast before, but he's got – it's he's got he's got it figured out like he he understands how to get to a weekend how to kind of um just just post like top 10s and top 20s he's got like six top 20s in a row or something like that and um i don't know just love love his game i'd love to see him get involved in in a couple tournaments down the stretch here all right and your sleeper pick uh who was my sleeper scott Uh, stallings scott stallings yeah two, two top fives in a row um, he finished top five at the, the fifth major, the John Deere and, uh, at the Barbasol as well. So I think he was like 66 to one, which is pretty, pretty good number for, for somebody like him. He's coming in that hot. All right. What about, is it, it has somebody else jumped on, uh, house Rivy, Rivy, Shays, Shay Rivet, Shay Rivet. <laughs> <laughs> He's 50 uh, to one. And I'm thinking that's my sleeper pick this week. I like it. Oh, he's, I got him at. Uh, I see him at sixty, so that's even better. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's got, he's got his only PGA Tour win at uh, Glen Abbey. Wow! There you go. Can we get some uh, Rookie of the Year odds? Did you find those? I'm I'm looking for him right now. Rookie? No way. I don't see him. Isn't that kind of a deep cut golf bet? Oh, that's that's real deep. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't see any. I I only see money list and. PGA Championship. What do you think about PGA Championship? Spieth and Rory being the co-favorites. I mean, love it. I'm just so excited about it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that's that's what it's got to be, right? It's pretty good. I, I, I'm with I'm with uh, our boy Solly at, at No Lane Up. Uh, they got to pair them together. I mean, I I, I don't think they will because they it'll be Sergio Spieth and Kepka because they won the first three majors. But I mean, how do, how do you not just pair Spieth and Rory and um, I don't know. Patrick Reed. All right. Genera- well, generational player. All right. So, uh, counterpoint, you'd go, uh, Rory DJ and a third and you, uh, throw them on the opposite side just for programming purposes. Yeah. I mean, that, that's probably what they'll do because Spieth, Sergio and Kepka is a kind of a powerhouse group. So, so they probably will go like morning afternoon with, with a, they might go like Rory DJ and Justin Rose or something like that. And then just flip them on Friday. Yeah. But man, I'd, I'd love to see the, I think Rory and Spieth haven't played together since I want to say the BMW last year. All right. So John Rom, Rory McIlroy, Dustin Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> On the opposite side of the uh, the speed, uh, the speed kept Casergio. Yeah, then you could have like JT, Ricky, and and Hideki, like the best that haven't haven't. Oh man, there's some there's some killer groups we could have at the PGA. Hey PGA, y'all need some help. We got yeah. your we got your dream pairings all locked up. <laughs> oh man, very oh, good, good stuff. Kyle, thank you so much, man. Very good. Follow him on Twitter at Kyle Porter CBS. Follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Make sure that you subscribe to the First Cut Podcast with Kyle Porter because that's how you get them first. As soon as I hit publish from the Palatial Patterson Studios in Raleigh, North Carolina, bing, right there on your mobile device. So make sure you get there and leave a, leave a review and a rating while we're at it. Kyle, appreciate it. Okay, Chip. We'll talk to you later.